Welcome to the Willie Jackerson Experiment. I'm your host, the one, the only, Willie Jackerson. Yeah, yeah. Dude. All right, guys. Um, I have a really good episode put together for you. Um, this is kind of something we were talking about for the last few days, I guess, the and I remember this happening. This was a few years ago. Uh, so the, the, there's a kind of an anomaly that happens. And it's kind of weird when uh, I live here in Denver. Um, actually, I don't know. You guys might know. I, I li- almost lived a few miles away from this where this actually happened. Um, this happened basically not far from the uh, long shots bar and grill off of ward road and i-70 and uh that's a place i used to play pool at a lot and uh actually one of my buddies actually owns it pretty cool guy and uh so we i heard about this and what happened was the there was a truck driver he lost his brakes and instead of trying to like stop the truck or somehow whatever he was trying to do he just basically closed his eyes and um, tried to, like, I guess, uh, pray or hope he didn't die. And then he ended up going and crashing into a bunch of rush hour traffic and killing some people that were under a bridge. Um, and it's pretty crazy. The audio that I came up with, um, I posted the videos and everything. Uh, the actual eyewitness account is kind of choppy, but I've been right there. I did a, a staples right there. I mean, the guy actually is turning in his video and he's facing the staples I did right there. It's uh, right off Denver West Boulevard. But um, it was pretty crazy because I didn't really realize how close the homeless hit, but yesterday they sentenced him to 110 years in prison and it's crazy because his lawyer is uh robert j corey uh i'm not trying to advertise for robert j corey but if i was gonna get a lawyer i would get robert j corey that dude is cool i I really like that guy I've, i've followed him for a few years one of my friends on facebook and uh that dude you know i i guarantee his hands are tied because I used to live in Jefferson County and Jefferson County has their laws set like this is our laws and whatever and you kill four people you know and you know my heart goes out to the four people that died but I mean you have to have some kind of leniency that um, there has to be some bigger negligence when it comes to like the trucking company um, putting this guy on the road without knowing uh, I guess he didn't do his uh, checks right and you know we're I don't know if anyone knows this but I'm a member of Twisted Truckers and we're always making fun of truckers um, that do stuff stupid I mean I'm probably w- like really dodged getting fired from my job a bunch of times because I didn't take pictures like you know they come on the radio Two nine, we had a Swift trucker. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of Swift. 
29, <laughs> can't do it without laughing. 29, we had a Swift truck uh, take out dock number 37. Uh, uh, it, uh, can you get the door to close? Uh, uh, you might want to come look at it. <laughs> we, we don't want birds getting in here tonight. <laughs> so uh, I've done a pretty good job not going and taking pictures of those things. Um, and I, I'm joking, it was not Swift. It was, uh, I don't know, well, nobody knows who it was. It was it was a unnamed trucking company. But, um, you know, that's the whole thing, uh, why I wanted to do this episode, because I deal a lot with uh, truckers, and there's a lot of really good truckers out there, and, and I realize what they've gone through, and I, dude... I would not want to be a trucker if I found out you could do literally a life sentence for it. So, man, this one hits home. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And, uh, man, hearts out to all you truckers, man. Whatever you guys do, man. You got Willie's back. I mean, I, I tell you what, I think it's freaking awesome what you do every day. For us, for America, for the backbone of America. And, uh, man, my hats goes off to all the truckers. All right. Uh, I kind of owe you guys an apology here. <laughs> kind of got this one a little bit wrong. Uh, so, my buddy, Robert J. Corey, uh, he, he ran into a little bit of trouble. Uh, I guess, uh, he had his ex show up at, a DIA to pick him up, and, uh, turns out the Arabs were chasing him in a helicopter. So he stole her car, uh, he, uh, struck several vehicles as he was leaving Denver International Airport parking area. The car then plowed through one of the airport's toll gates. Corey was allegedly honking the horn and yelling at people after getting onto Pena Boulevard. The vehicle sped off at 90 miles an hour. This woman begged to get out multiple times, which Corey alleged, saying she had to be quiet or he would kill her. The woman was able to jump out of the vehicle a few miles later and call 911 after uh, Corey got slowed down in some traffic. Uh, and Corey has often represented Colorado marijuana businesses in legal cases in recent years, but he has currently been in the news because he is representing the truck driver that we talked about in this podcast. And on top of that, come to find out, he's been disbarred as a lawyer for stealing $13,000. So I'm like, Oh, oops. Man, I look like a freaking idiot. But, uh, nah, it, I, I thought he was a cool guy, but I don't know. He must have, must have got some of that brown acid. I don't know, man, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what is this other one? Corey has been on the other side of the law before. In 2013, Denver police arrested him for consuming marijuana during a Rockies game. So, right on. Well, you know, uh, I, I guess I'm glad I didn't hire him. Uh, you know, I, 
thought thought he was a good guy. So he seems like a cool guy. So I don't know. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize to my listeners. Sorry about that. I'll do my homework next time a little better. Cigarette, 
give a shout out to Denver News Media um, whether it be 7, 9, 4, 31 I, I don't know all the different things that I used in the audio of this guy this trucker guy um, actually give credit to Metallica, give credit to YouTube and all the people that helped me made this make this podcast possible um, I think it was awesome, and I really appreciate all the support, and I'm just trying to bring you guys an interesting podcast, um, not trying to claim it as my own material. So, total disclaimer, and take it for what you will. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Instead of merging right, the white truck bends to the left, and you'll see him nearly clip the back of a truck, creating a dust cloud. Another driver's dash cam. It appears to be the same white truck racing past... What's going on, mother truckers? I just want to start off by saying getting into a truck is probably one of the most dangerous things you'll ever do in your life. I mean, it's a big machine carrying over 80,000 pounds. And I know getting in and becoming a truck driver doesn't seem glorious. It doesn't seem like it's hard to get. People on the outside view us as someone that might be homeless, uh, 
broke and doesn't have opportunities. But when you get into this truck, you got to be really proud, man, to be a truck driver. You have to do all your checks. Doing pre-trips, post-trip inspections are not just for the test, okay? This story has been going around like wildfire, and it started in 2019. Young, I'm talking young, 25-year-old men. You know, to me, 25 years old is it's like a kid, you know, took a trailer, not a lot of experience, drove on the I-70 in Colorado, going down. The grade says go down 45 miles an hour. He was going like 80, you know, and I don't know if he was on his brakes. The trailer was faulty. Whatever it was, he lost control. And because of that, you know, four people lost their lives. He was charged with over 40, I mean, four zero charges. Ain't that crazy? And they tried him last week and they got him for 27 counts. In Jefferson County this morning, Rogel Aguilera Medeiros was questioned about what happened on I-70 as he headed down Floyd Hill. He told his attorney he struggled to get the semi into gear when he lost his brakes. Did you try to get it into any gear? <laughs> 27 charges at the age of 25 years old. And the big one, he didn't do his pre-trip. And second, there was a runaway ramp. They said there were a few and he did not take them. Instead of merging right, the white truck bends to the left and you'll see him nearly clip the back of a truck, creating a dust cloud. There was evidence of that. Someone was actually filming him as he was going down this mountain over 80 miles an hour. So mother truckers, you know, my question to you is, you know, yes, it was an accident. But in his predicament, they're going to tell us by December. But he could be going to prison for life. 25 years old, man. You know, you could tell while he's up here in the court that he has a lot of regrets. It was an accident. But do you think that because he didn't do his pre-trips correctly, you know, he didn't take the runaway ramps, that this is something that he deserves? Or should he get more of a pass? You know, comment down below. Let me know what you guys think. But I'm telling you, this is super dangerous. You know, driving down mountains takes skills. You know, you can't ride those brakes. And if you have to, you got to take those runaway ramps. But mother truckers, trucking is serious business. If you're going to get into this business, you got to treat it like a business. You got to respect yourself. You got to respect others. And you got to do these pre-trips, man. But we shall see. I, I, I wish the best for this young man. I really do, you know. But... I forgot to tell you.
My nickname is The Truck. <laughs> Just ask anybody. Oh, he took it. He took it, dude. Gravel is flying. Dirt is flying. If you've driven any one of the many highways crisscrossing the world, chances are you've seen one of these. A truck escape ramp. Some escape ramps slope upwards. Others are flat. Some contain sand, others gravel. But regardless of design, they all serve one purpose, to bring vehicles with malfunctioning brakes to a safe stop. Just how do they work? When designing a new ramp, state authorities consider factors specific to the road, like how steep the grade is and what road conditions look like at the bottom of a hill. Though they may look different depending on where you see them, Escape ramps around the world do have some things in common. Most escape ramps make use of arrestor beds, pools of sand or gravel. The material in the bed is selected for their low coefficients of interparticle friction. Meaning when a wheel or axle touches the bed, the material in it moves away from each other, allowing the truck to sink into the gaps. Like a swimming pool, Escape ramps are shallow at entry, anywhere from 3 inches deep, and get deeper, to around 48 inches at 100 to 200 feet in. When a truck enters the bed, it meets little resistance at first, then more as it travels. This means the truck decelerates gradually, reducing the risk of injury to the driver, and stands less risk of flipping over or capsizing. When observing escape ramps around the world, Three designs stand out. The sand pile bed, the gravity escape ramp, and the mechanical arrestor ramp. This is a sand pile bed. This type of escape ramp contains loose rows of sand, perpendicular to the direction of traffic. As a truck collides with the pile, the energy of the truck is transferred to the sand. As the sand is sent flying away at high speeds, an equal and opposite force acts against the truck reducing its velocity. Impacting sand piles, though, is jarring, putting the driver at higher risk of injury. Which brings us to the gravity escape ramp, distinguishable by its gradually ascending slope. In addition to the friction of material in the bed, gravity works on the truck, pushing it down and back. The sloped gravity ramp is more effective than a flat arrestor bed. A 10% grade could allow a truck to halt anywhere up to 85 feet sooner. Gravity ramps are the most cost-effective where natural rises occur adjacent to the road. Some terrains, though, simply do not allow for a naturally occurring gravity escape ramp. So, state agencies have turned to a more experimental form of escape ramp. The mechanical arrestor ramp can be installed on flat ground or even downward slopes. Unlike other designs, this ramp does not have an arrestor bed. Instead, it contains a series of stainless steel catch nets. The nets absorb the energy from a truck collision. Like a rubber band being pulled taut, the force exerted on the truck increases exponentially the further the truck travels. The mechanical arrestor ramp then can stop a truck more quickly than gravel or sand arrestor beds. Entering a truck escape ramp is a one-way trip. If the ramp works properly, a truck will either end up submerged or damaged, needing a tow to recover. Despite the expense, 
Agencies urge truck drivers and other motorists to use the escape ramps. A judge late today sentenced a truck driver whose out-of-control semi caused a fireball on I-70. And that young man could be spending the rest of his life in prison. A judge sentenced Miguel Aguilera Maderos to 110 years in prison. That crash killed four people, dozens of cars and trucks burned. Rick Sounder has been covering this case for you since that terrible crash. And today, Rick continues bringing you up to date with what happened at that sentencing this afternoon. Rick. Karen openly crying, the truck driver addressed the court and he told the judge that there was little that he could have done to avert what happened. But one by one, family members of the victims got up and told the court how their lives had been destroyed or at least severely damaged by the driver's recklessness. As Rogel Aguilera Madero entered the courtroom, his mother and supporters broke out in tears. What happened April 25, 2019 was described by many as a tragedy. Four people were killed when the truck lost its brakes coming out of the mountains, bypassed a runaway truck ramp, and swerved into stop traffic. This is what I want today. With tears, the driver addressed the court. I'm begging for forgiveness. <laughs> I wish... All the heart felt pain to go away from all our hearts. The judge said he was not angry at the defendant, but had to sentence him under guidelines set by the law. And I accept and respect what the defendant has said about his lack of intent to hurt people. But he made a series of terrible decisions, of reckless decisions. At 110 years, it could very well be a sentence of life. We spoke to Maderos in jail shortly after he was convicted. He said then, and it was repeated today, that he wished he had lost his life rather than those who died that day. At Jefferson County District Court, Rick Salinger, covering Colorado First. You're welcome, guys. We just cured anxiety. Oh, my God! Jesus Christ, we almost died! Oh, my God! Something's on fire. blew up up here, guys. Okay, we're gonna have to go this way. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Let's get the f out of here. Oh my god. Okay, um, yeah, we need to just get the f out of here. Oh my god. Hold on. We are live on the scene. There is a complete fire. Uh, holy sh things are exploding underneath this. There is fire. Coming out from underneath, you see, uh, we can see a car right here, uh, completely crushed, completely just, oh gosh, uh, I don't know if we should go underneath this bridge, I'm not sure what to do, where to go. There's the sun poking the clouds. 